What's going on, everyone? What's going on, party people? We are back for another week of TV channeling. Yes, yes, yes! What's going on? It is episode 12. Yes! And so I forgot, I guess we need to introduce ourselves. If you don't know us already, my name is Tachi. And I am Kevin, and we are here to give you the lowdown on what is happening in the world of entertainment. Absolutely, absolutely. Can you believe it's episode 12? Uh, you know what? It it feels as if, like, when we did episode 6 plus 6. Lord have mercy. Now you're making me add. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm not in my right mind today. They're like, 6 plus 6? Who's on first? What the hell? Okay. Well, I'm yes. just so excited that we're in double digits, that we have kept this going, and we've, we've reached this... Um, I won't call it quite an apex, but we're apex adjacent. Apex adjacent? Yes. <laughs> look, at those, look at that, those SAT words. Apex <laughs> and adjacent. <laughs> Somebody's been studying. <laughs> yes, I have. As I have. You know what? Uh, basically, uh, hosting a podcast with a college professor is paying off. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll let my mother know <laughs> that my education wasn't wasted. <laughs> sometimes I think, what the hell? Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to another week, guys. We have a lot to talk about today. So shall we get started? With let's the... get to it. Okay, let's get to it. So unfortunately, it seems like every week we are coming to report someone who has passed away in the world of entertainment and unfortunately, this week is no different. Robert Osborne, you know who Robert Osborne is, right, Kevin? Yes. Oh, my God. His death in particular broke my heart. Robert Osborne was the host of uh, TCM, Turner Classic Movies. And he had been around on the network since its inception. Yes, yes. And it, it was it was a really hard thing for me as well, because I absolutely love classic movies and I love TCM. And I also, you know, I host another show, co-host another show that's all about the call the classic movie salon. So we're all about TCM and and Robert Osborne. So he's actually he was an actor and he turned his lifelong love of old films into the whole being the marquee host of Turner Classic Movies. And he died just Monday at his home in Manhattan, still lived in New York. He was 84 years old. Yeah, he home. was incredible. The man had a cyclopedic uh, knowledge of all things Hollywood, all things film. And I think a lot of us don't appreciate how incredible that was uh, in a time before you could go to Google whenever you had a question about when a movie came out or who was in the cast of something. And so one of the interesting little uh, uh, factoids about him was you were mentioning how he was an actor. He was an actor, and what what stopped him from being an actor was Lucille Ball uh, marveled at his encyclop uh, encyclopedic knowledge and just 
his passion for film and she said you're doing the wrong thing you should give up acting and you need to be like a uh, a film historian and start writing some books and he actually took what she said seriously but then again if lucille ball told me to stop or start doing anything i pretty much would so i can understand why that completely changed the direction of his life and he started writing books and um you know the rest is cinematic history the man has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for a reason. Uh, he really has had a huge impact. He's educated generations uh, in classic films and just broadened so many people's perspectives uh, on what film is and should be and ways to look at it and just a, a deep appreciation for our history of the that the history of cinema is uh, in a lot of ways the history of you know western civilization or civilization just period yeah absolutely so he introduced about 18 movies a week typically as well as marathons special and special presentations and he really provided that escape to the golden age of film so you're talking about when fred fred and ginger were dancing Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman ruled and Marlon Brando was really starting to transform acting. So he will be so missed. I don't know what they're going to do. I, have you heard about any plans for a replacement or what? Well, I can do? already tell, um, to be honest, the sad thing is um, I've been expecting uh, word that he was going to be passing away because he was, he hasn't been on the network in many, many months. He missed two years of, uh, of, uh, uh, film festivals that he would normally host and they've had a, first they were having celebrity guest stars when they were having celebrity guest stars fill in introducing movies and talking about film I thought okay he's going to come back then I started noticing a couple of new hires y really young people a young woman that hosts uh, I can't remember what the name of the show she hosts but it comes on on weekend afternoons so I could tell that they were starting to fill their stable with some with looking for new talent and then what really said to me that his condition wasn't good was when Debbie Reynolds died yes. they didn't even have him on the phone speaking about Debbie Reynolds the man knew Debbie Reynolds well first of all he knew every if anybody ever was in that was in Hollywood in the golden era or even like after the golden era, Robert Osborne knew them. And the fact that they didn't have even a phone call of him talking about his friend, Debbie Reynolds and her career told me, it's like, this man is not really not well. And um, so I haven't heard anything official, but I think basically the new face of TCM is going to be, Oh my God, what's his name? The, is it lions? The guy who Ben, Oh, Ben uh, Mankiewicz, I think. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I okay. think that he is, he just uh, will now be, uh, you know, kind of taking over and be the, he's basically had that position uh, since Robert Osborne uh, took ill. He's been, you know, hosting all of the uh, major events and doing the, you know, major interviews. <sighs> so sad. He will be missed and it will, I guess we'll keep you guys updated. We'll let you know what's happening when we find out uh, whether or not they're going to replace him or what the case will be. So the next thing is, speaking of making arrangements, let's talk about the arrangement, shall we? Now you wanted to talk about this, this a particular news story. So, okay, let's talk about the arrangement. Let's talk exactly what it is. You want to lead us off? 
Okay, the arrangement is a brand new show. Um, a fact, in fact, a couple of friends have asked me, "Am I going to watch it? Are we going to review it on the show?" And I'm like, "What are you guys talking about?" And the arrangement is a new show on E Entertainment which is now actually going to have two original uh, scripted shows because normally, you know, the place is, you know, the land of the Kardashians. And so it's like, I like they're doing scripted shows now. Yes. And so the arrangement is a show about an international superstar actor who is a member of an unorthodox religion. Some might call it a cult, you know, potato, okay. potato. Anyway, um, (laughs) 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 don't destroy me, Scientology, please. Anyway, um, (laughs) now you done said them by name. Now you have to go. The views expressed by Kevin Williams are not necessarily the views. No, you didn't use my full name when you said that. Just, oh, just read my address. Oops. Just read my oops. address, and my social security number. <laughs> if I had it, that would go in there too. <laughs> anyway, oh, anyway. So this it's an international uh, um, uh, megastar who is the member of an unorthodox religion, and um, he seems to be having problems with relationships, and so the um, the higher ups of his religion actually do auditions and uh, trying to find the perfect wife for him and um, that's what the arrangement is. They find some struggling uh, actor, actress and the quest, the show is about what happens to her when she basically goes from, you know, waiting tables kind of life to being uh, the fiance of an international superstar and the kind of money and and the diamonds and being told what to wear by stylists and everything. And she has to sign this incredibly detailed contract. Nothing she does publicly goes without scrutiny. And so the real reason why this show is such big news is, is if you haven't figured this out already, for some reason... Some people think that this show's premise bears an ever so slight resemblance to an actual actor. <gasps> now, who would that be? Who could we think of that was a big movie star who got married to someone okay. and was also in an unorthodox religion that we bear no judgment on. So leave me alone. Anyway, um... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you know, in all fairness, though, this could be everyone, anyone, because half of Hollywood (laughs) is in unorthodox religions, if you want to to talk about it. Well, how unorthodox are we talking? Does it involve people from space? What are you, how, yeah, how unorthodox are we talking? I think this particular one involved people from space or some sort of spaceship, right? Um, I, you know what? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're just making up inch now. So <laughs> we really don't know. But yeah, <laughs> this sounds very cruise-ish. What, cruise who? I don't, what do you mean? Penelope Cruz? What are you talking no, about? No, no, no. There are, there are a few cruises. I don't. And I'm not spelled not... the Spanish way. 
I'm not sure what you're hinting at. Don't, don't play dumb. You don't play dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Okay, so anyway, so there now some people are speculating that this the the show the show is based on Tom Cruise and uh Katie Holmes's relationship. And um, that's why the show is getting so much heat. It's being written about. And I think it, the ratings uh, uh, so far for the first episode have, uh, you know, been pretty surprising. I think based on this, uh, the, the heat that it's getting for the idea that it might be uh, about Tom Cruise. Now, shockingly enough, the producers and writers say that... Any uh, resemblance to Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes is purely coincidental. So it's up to you if you're going to be gullible enough. I mean, if you uh, take them at their word (laughs) and and believe that this is just happenstance. (laughs) That... Say that, purely coincidental. Just coincidental. Purely, that's purely rubbish. They probably that, put, you know what they probably did? They probably got a couple of chimpanzees, gave them a couple of laptops, and they started typing away, and this is what they came up with. So it's clearly a coincidence. Look, art imitates life all the time. There are very few stories that are out there that are scripted that don't resemble real life in some type of way, except for talking animals or and, and even then. You know, so there are very few scripts that don't resemble real life. So I could see they may have taken pieces out of that real story, pieces out of others. And you know, the whole thing is that, you know, Leah Remini is, had done that whole expose of Scientology. So that whole thing is really fresh in people's minds too. So it could be an offshoot or remnants from that as well, where either people are interested in creating more of these types of stories because of that, or people have it in their minds and they're putting that on the show, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes it makes sense. But you know what? I never really liked King of Queens, so please don't hurt me. Anyway, um That is so awful that you said that. But to be honest, I didn't either. It, it, I would just watch it <laughs> if it was on. If it was on in the background, because you know I'm a TV addict. So if it was on, I'm like, okay. And I was just too lazy to change it. But uh, yeah, whatever. And maybe that's it. Maybe the uh, the the uh, weird vibes just came through, and I'm like, that's why I didn't like it. I don't know. <laughs> But I, I will add this. So it premiered last night, correct? Um, I don't remember what night it was, but I think it, it premiered this week. I think it's only uh, the pilot aired, and I think we're, we're about to go into episode two. Okay. Actually, I, I think I have the day. I think it was Sunday, March 5th. So it did premiere this week, earlier this week. And it, in terms of rating ratings, it had uh, 2.2 million total viewers and 1.2 million adults from 18 to 49 across all airings. So it aired on several several different platforms. So across all airings on Sunday, it had that. So, I mean, that's fairly strong. Well, uh, for E, I mean, for I think for E, that's that did it did very well. I think they're exactly. very happy. Exactly. And what one thing you said earlier, it like it um, that everything bears some resemblance to something in real life, but it, it it's it's a mirror, Tachi. It's not like it looks a little bit like. <laughs> just like it's, 
It's a mirror. It's got too many things in common with Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes' story. I mean, it is... Anyway, I, I, the uh, the fact that they're going to try... I guess they have to say that it's based... Uh, it's not based on anything. But it's like, come on. I mean, really? Here's my question. Is it good? Well, I haven't seen it. So I don't know. I told you. A couple of people have actually messaged us on Twitter asking about the show and would we be reviewing it and I was like well we're kind of booked up as far as in, in the near future so I wasn't sure but I thought we should at least talk about it since it's got it's getting uh you know this kind of heat so we're at least acknowledging its existence and but I do think for our own uh, safety it's probably best that we don't review it because if we love it then I wouldn't be surprised if something might happen to our brakes of our cars or something. You know what? Uh, <laughs> don't even put that out there. Don't even put that out there in the in the atmosphere. Well, no, I, uh, I think I think that we, I, I feel like we are both safe because we both have already said how we did not like Leah Remini's performance in King of Queens. So there's no reason to come after <laughs> for any. Not saying anything about any particular group, but there's no reason for any religious organization <laughs> to come after us. Thank you very much. So, yeah, the arrangement, it is on E. You may be interested in watching it. To, to be honest, I that was not something that was on my radar in terms of, ooh, I gotta watch. Yeah, and I think for our own safety, we should stop talking about this. Oh, okay. So, let's go on to the next story that won't get us killed. So, Kevin and his conspiracy theories. We're gonna move off of the arrangement and on to uh, let's talk about more about ratings. So late night with Stephen Colbert is doing really, yes. really well, really, really well. Here's the thing: I've always loved Stephen Colbert. Okay, ever since late uh, his show on um, Comedy Central, I've loved Stephen Colbert. The Colbert a- Report. The Colbert Report, thank you. I have a couple of his books as well, because I think he has two, and I have them both. So he is hilarious, and and in a hilarious way, and it's been interesting to see his transition of him playing an extreme, not not an extreme version of himself, but an anti-version of himself to actually having to be himself. So it's, it's been an interesting transition. And so, like it or love it, Voldemort has been very good for this man's <laughs> career. <laughs> so because the uh, the orange Voldemort is now in office, he has been he has had his strongest year ever. So it's continuing its strong and surprising rise over the other broadcast network late night shows in total viewers. So Colbert led uh with three million just slightly over three million viewers for this week just ahead of nbc's tonight show with jimmy fallon which earned 9.2 million so you know just slightly above but for five weeks straight he has been like killing it okay well let's talk about why he's killing it and when when the killing began I actually read an article about the fact that there was a there is actually a definite point you can see where the ratings started to shift in in uh, Stephen Colbert's favor from Jimmy Fallon, and it all coincides. You think it's connected to he who shall not be named on this show? Um, it it really is about he who shall not be named because. It is. The last the uh, the last time that uh, Jimmy Fallon 
was beating the Colbert Report or the Colbert uh, <laughs> Stephen Colbert's uh, late night with Stephen late Colbert. Night with Stephen Colbert, right? Um, was uh, when he uh, Jimmy Fallon had he who shall not be named <laughs> on as a guest, and a lot of people felt like he tossed him the softest of balls. He even at one point tossles his hair um his incredibly orange hair and um <laughs> and people a lot of people felt like he just kind of like you know sucked up uh uh to you know this person um anyway right. <laughs> who liked to put his name on everything i'm giving you guys very subtle clues to who we're talking about very subtle if you pay close attention you might catch it anyway um (laughs) (laughs) so anyway so that was the turning point and ever since uh uh voldemort appeared on uh jimmy fallon's show and jimmy fallon practically you know uh you know made out with him uh that seemed to turn things <laughs> now that now that's that's a little that's a little bit of a stretch i didn't say they made out i said he almost made out with him that's even a stretch all right apparently you didn't see that episode <laughs> okay. i'll keep going sir I'm not saying that Jimmy Fallon was trying to kiss him. I'm just saying he was putting on chapstick right before the interview. You'd be the judge. <laughs> not chapstick. Not chapstick. Okay, I'm going to, you know what? At Big Man Out. Anybody <laughs> has a problem with that? You find at Big Man Out on Twitter. He'd be happy to take any of your queries. So, so here's the thing. TV analysts are saying the thing that I just said. And I guess I'm counting myself amongst those TV wait, TV, analysts. Wait, TV analysts are giving out my uh, Twitter address? My Twitter account? Well, once I give it to them, they will. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> no, they're, they're saying that Colbert is benefiting from high interest in, in Voldemort's regime. So... That's where all of that's where all of this is coming from, and it's not just uh, it's not just Stephen Colbert that's benefiting. Think about it. A lot of newspapers have been benefiting. A lot of media outlets in general have been benef- benefiting because this is just pure. It's it's not even funny. It's it's a tragic comedy like dramedy, basically <laughs> this whole thing. So that's but unfortunately or fortunately, it's giving a boost to everybody's either subscriptions or ratings uh, just after the presidential election the atlantic had a boost in subscriptions new york times had a boost in subscriptions so this is really affecting everybody across the board in media well in late night in particular there's such a stark difference between uh jimmy uh fallon's show because he basically he doesn't he doesn't really go in on anybody when it comes to politics um he tries to be pretty neutral uh down the middle some people say you know with that whole i i'm not saying who but i heard somewhere that some people were saying that he practically was going to make out with him but anyway but i don't know who those people were (laughs) but anyway (laughs) i don't know who that guy was but i heard it somewhere very recently anyway um, but so uh, Stephen Colbert has taken a much harder line. I mean, 
basically, you don't even have to watch the news. You just watch Stephen Colbert, and at the end of that hour, you were all caught up on what's going on in Washington. Well, it makes sense because, again, Jimmy Kimmel is a comedian. Uh, sorry. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy well, Fallon. The two Jimmys. So yeah. they're they're basically comedic, and they're not necessarily there for political relief or political analysis. Colbert, however, that's the world he came from. That's what he knows very well. So it makes absolute sense that he's going to excel because of what's going on, because this is his forte. So, so it is what it is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for a profound statement, but since I didn't get one, we're going to move on to talk about some of the new shows for the fall. I'm just thinking about how you sold me out earlier. So wait a minute. Did I sell you out earlier? Um, The whole giving my uh, Twitter account to all the people that are going to try to murder me? Yes, kind of. Bruh, your Twitter account is out there for all to be seen <laughs> with your little avatar, okay? So don't blame me. For you. See, here's the thing. Here, here's what the problem is. People want to be all big and bad and talk the talk, but then when people try to come and find them, they're like, well, don't tell them I'm home. Don't no, be big and bad. Be big and bad and bold. Okay, at big man out. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> Don't make me tell all the all of our listeners about what you were saying about Beyonce, about how she didn't see, really look okay, good now, see, pregnancy now, now you are making up ish. You are making up ish. Now you're playing with fire. Now you're playing with fire. Beyonce. I Nothing but love for you and Jay. Moving on to our Behind, next story. Are you going to believe me Moving or her? Back. All right. Okay. Oh, they have my back. They have my back. <laughs> oh, they're going to be stinging your back when they when they go to my Twitter account and hear the real deal that what you said about Beyonce. But let's go you know on to what? the next oh, story. She, is, oh, she smells like flowers and that she's the most <laughs> wonderful, wonderful performer on earth that I absolutely adored her performance on the Grammys. And why even have the rest of the Grammys? Because she killed it and dropped the mic and they should have just ended the show there. That? Uh, no, well, when you were, when you kept going on and on about how you know what Carlos Santana had a point. Oh no, I never said he had a point. And how much you love his shoes, which I wish I do like Carlos Santana's shoes. I do like Carlos Santana's shoes. Now get, it, get her beehive, get her. I should now now see if you don't come for me. The beehive is boycotting Carlos Santana all his products. So there you go. And I'm so sure he is so hurt. Look, we put our damn energy in the wrong damn places. I'm like, if you have time to do all this, please make yourself a millionaire. Please do something with your life. If you have time to do all this, I just look at like, how is it that you have the time for this? That's what I don't get. Can oh you show me how to do it so I can have the time to just uh, be listless, please? I can't believe Beehive, she's basically saying you guys don't do anything, that you have no life. No, that's wow. not what I said. If I, was, if, I was the, if I was in the Beehive, big, I would be really upset about this. Big Man Out said you don't have a life. <laughs> All Note right, Tatiana. Rewind that. He said that. I did We're not We're going to move that. on because he's stirring up-ish, clearly. <laughs> Clearly, and you all are too smart because you see, he's assuming that you all are so daft that you're going to fall for this 
rubbish. So I, but I know that you're smart. Let's go on. Let's talk about some of the the new shows for the fall. So here's the thing. Usually the networks wait until May to start talking about and handing out season orders to new shows, but there have been a number of pickups that have already happened and extended to new programs from the big five networks. So why? Well, they're eager to get them into development very quickly. There's also the threat of a possible writer's strike. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> so, that's, that's pretty good motivation. That's a huge motivation. So I'll give you a couple of tidbits. So Inhumans is uh, the latest Marvel series on the network. It's owned by Disney, and it's already received an eight-episode pickup. Little Sheldon on CBS is, is going to be is a spinoff of The Big Bang Theory. And of course, it's going to make this, uh, the schedule because, you know, the Big Bang Theory there. I think they're still waiting, but they're they're renewed, I think, for another two years. Yes. Providing people will still watch it for another two years. Just I, saying. I, I've been shocked that they've been watching it this long. So I think they'll probably have an audience for at least two more years. God only knows why. Please make some sensible stuff, because, you know, the thing is, if you're locked in for two years, it's like, uh, where's the incentive to make sensible stuff? I hope you do. But Little Sheldon is a spinoff of The Big Bang Theory, and so that's a no-brainer pickup. Ten Days in the Valley is from ADC, ABC, excuse me, and Kyra Sedgwick is going to play a producer, a TV producer, whose daughter suddenly goes missing. It's received a ten-episode pickup. The Get from CBS. Why do I keep putting extraneous consonants in these things? Anyway, CBS... <laughs> Brad Garrett is making his return in dramas, which is a surprise, surprise. And he's playing uh, the par- part of an investigative journalist, uh, ju- investigative journalism team. So very current, very current, very now journalism. So we'll see what happens with that. Black Lightning is DC Comics. Com- look, comic book heroes are big 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 so this is from the cw it's the latest dc comic show in development it would have to be a disaster basically to miss a spot on the schedule it would have to be so poorly written so poorly casted and just automatic disaster that it would not make the uh the schedule dynasty dynasty (laughs) dynasty dynasty this is the big one this is going to be on the cw and it's a reboot of the original 1980s series and of course we i think we talked about this before it's gotten a huge amount of buzz my well, actually, whole thing go well, ahead actually, it's not a reboot it's actually a remake it's not a it's a reboot is like when it just continues this is a completely new cast with new people playing uh the same characters according to hollywood reporter it's a reboot <laughs> so, rebooting it <laughs> i don't know i don't know you argue with them at the at the hollywood reporter <laughs> So it's a reboot or a remake of this 1980 series. And here's what, you know, my, my feeling towards these things, you better not mess it up. So that is uh, something else. X-Men is an X-Men adaptation is going to be out on Fox. It's not titled yet. It's about parents who discover that their kids have, uh, that they have mutant kids. And it's probably going to be picked up by Fox. Nothing is said yes. Another reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it, King Kevin, Will and Grace. <laughs> Wait, what? 
Will it grace? Oh, Will it wow. grace? Now, see, that is actually uh, that's actually a reboot. It's restarting something with the same cast. That really is a, that's the difference. It's not oh. a, a remake. Is all different actors playing the same characters that were in the original thing? A, a reboot is that that's a, the reboot is the opposite. It's a reimagining with different actors and the character Crystal in this new version of Dynasty is Hispanic. I don't know if you know this, Linda Evans, it turns out, little factoid, was crazy white. So, yeah, <laughs> that is a reimagining, that's a reboot. I mean, that, that's that's a remake, not a reboot, not a reboot. Linda, Linda, Evans, Linda Evans, Crystal. Crystal, yes. Who am I thinking? Wonder Woman is Linda... Carter. Carter. Okay, I'm like... She's half Mexican. Okay, thank yes, you. Yes, Linda Carter is not crazy white. <laughs> no, she's not. I was like, now I got you in a lie. So, <laughs> <laughs> so okay. There's an X Men adaptation. Will and Grace uh, is it's got it scored a ten episode order, and I'm not surprised because I was really I th- I felt like I was left hanging when it did end. So I'm not surprised that it's back because it's a cult favorite. It's a fan favorite. And one last thing, Orville is a drama that's going to be on Fox about a starship 300 years into the future. And this is from Seth MacFarlane of Family Guy fame. And it's already got a 13 episode pickup. So we've got some shows on our hands here. We certainly do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's about it. I have one more piece of news, which is kind of, uh, which is kind of cool, I think. And I just want to put this out there. Sure. So... The there is a new service called BritBox. Have you heard about this? I have not. What is BritBox? So BritBox is a service that will feature U.S. premieres and and uh, British episodes. Okay, uh, episodes of British soaps, I should say, and other programs twenty four hours after they broadcast in the UK. So it's a series that will also, it's a, sorry, it's a service that will also compile classic BBC and ITV television shows as well. So it's, you can pay $6.99 a month after an introductory free trial, and it's available on web browsers and Apple TV, iPhone, iPad, and Android mobile phones, and also with Roku and Chromecast shortly after launch. So for if you are a huge, like I'm a huge Britcoms fan and I love British television, this would work really well for me. This I might actually consider paying $7 a month for. Oh, well, they're, they are doing something right. They're able to get some money out of you. Well, I am impressed. You know what? Shut it up. <laughs> Shut it up. So there are a couple of series that are going to be on there. It will, there are a bunch, but for example, New Blood, Tutankhamen, The Moonstone, In the Dark, uh, Pride and Prejudice, Upstairs, Downstairs, uh, Faulty Towers, Keeping Up Appearances. I, I'm loving this already. Loving this already. So if you are a fan of, uh, fan of British television, you might want to check out BritBox, which is available on the platforms that I mentioned before and online oh my god that does i have to admit that does sound incredible i'm pretty excited about that i'm gonna have to check it out yes 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 so i guess we'll move on to our next thing but i want to tell you since you're a game of thrones fan that it premieres sunday july 16th the new season in case you didn't know 
I did not know. Oh, my God. Winter is coming this summer. Winter is coming in summer. So all of you Game of Thrones fans, Sunday, July 16th is D-Day. Yay. So now let's move on, shall we, to the second segment of our show. This is where we talk about a show that one of us watches. And this week, it's Kevin. And Kevin, what was it that you watched? Well, you know what I've been watching lately is I've been watching an HBO show called uh, Big Little Lies. And um, it I'm really uh, excited. It's uh, only been about, I guess it's uh, aired, three episodes have aired. And um, have you known anything about the show or the book it's based on? Because it's based on a novel. Now, you know, good and damn well, I don't have HBO. So I don't know a damn thing <laughs> about this show. Go ahead and tell it. I'm listening. All right. Well, anyway, um, it uh, it actually stars uh, Reese Witherspoon. Uh, she plays uh, Madeline. And um, it also stars Nicole Kidman as Celeste. Uh, and... Um, what uh, the the show's about a single mother who moves to Monterey, uh, California, this incredibly, incredibly expensive uh, town, uh, where and just the people are crazy rich, and um, she comes uh, and she's a single mother. She has a little boy, and so the show starts on the first day of first grade. And the three main women meet. Oh, and uh, uh, sh- uh, let's see. Jane is played by sh- uh, Shay- Shay- Shaylin Wood- Woodley. I can hear. How do you pronounce her name? Yeah, see, I already told you I don't have HBO. Oh, but I thought you may have. Well, she's. In, I thought you might have heard or heard, seen her, or something else. Well, anyway, Shaylin no, Woodley. Know. Whatever. How, okay, you know what? Her family knows who she is, and they love her very much. <laughs> 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 and they know your heart. They know you tried. <laughs> Her last name is Woodley. Isn't that all we really okay. care about? Anyway, <laughs> so, anyway, she plays Jane. She's the single mother that comes to town, um, and there is some mystery about about her past and what her life was like before she comes to town. That's going to unfold over time. But anyway, on the very first day of school, there is an incident. There's a little girl um, who says that she was choked. And when uh, when asked to point out who choked her, she points to uh, Jane, uh, the new mom, the new single mother in town. That she points to her son Ziggy and says that he is the culprit. And immediately he starts being shunned by some of the other children and that whole kind of campaign to kind of freeze him out of all the, you know, the kid social calendar apparently in Monterey is intense because the birthday parties are like the stuff of legend there. They do not get around. And Laura Dern uh, plays the mother of the little girl who says that she was uh, choked by Ziggy. And we flash forward to a school event that happened sometime later, and somebody has been murdered. So the whole oh. show plays out. It's not only a who done it, but it's also a who done it too. We know that someone's murdered, um, but we don't know who who was murdered or who who did the murdering, and we just know it has something to do with these main three women, you know, played by Nicole Kidman and uh, Reese Witherspoon. And, oh, okay. 
uh, uh, Shylan Sh- Wood Woodley, whatever. Anyway, we'll call her. We'll call her Susie uh, Woodley. That is so disrespectful. <laughs> oh. I think that's her nickname amongst her college friends. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Anyway, but the show is really, really kind of captivating because also, Tachi, you already know how I have a thing where I like to house shop while watching TV shows. Yes. This is the ultimate house shopping TV show. Everybody's place, except for the single mom, everybody's place, just ocean views as far as the eye can see. As far as the eyes can see. These people are living well. And as I'm watching the show, I get, uh, it it starts messing with my head, and I start yelling out, Jeeves, bring the car around. But nobody (laughs) comes. Nobody comes. Oh, such a shame. (laughs) That part's pretty sad. But anyway, so it's uh, also, uh, Zoe Kravitz is in this. She actually plays the. the, the much 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 younger second wife of uh, of uh, Reese Witherspoon uh, Reese Witherspoon's husband. So there's some there's definitely some tension there because Zoe has gotten really close to Reese Witherspoon's oldest daughter, and um, she actually takes her to go get birth control. And when Reese Witherspoon hears about it, she's not happy, not at all happy. Would you be? Um, well, let's move on. The next, <laughs> the last thing I want to mention about the show is that Nicole Kidman is uh, married on the show to Alexander uh, Skarsgård. Um, I don't know if you remember him, but he played Tarzan in a recent movie that who's that I can't remember the name of that movie, but I just know he played Tarzan in it. Okay, yes. Okay. It was in some kind of movie, and the title was of the main character, but I don't know what the name of the movie was. Anyway, um, he, he also played Eric on uh, uh, in the movie uh, in the TV show HBO show True Blood. So let's just say that he is no stranger to when you say yes to being on any kind of HBO show, you know that you're not going to have a lot of wardrobe going on, and. There, it seems to be true for him yet again, and it also seems to be true, shockingly, for Nicole Kidman. In fact, I have seen more of Nicole Kidman's skin in this show than, you know, her dermatologist. I mean, she is showing us all the goods. So, um, not that you should watch you the show for all the goods. Do you mean all the goods or she's just I'm saying you I'm, I said it before and let me say it again and let me say it slow. I have seen more of this woman's skin <laughs> than her gynecologist. Oh God. Okay. See, and I, and, and, I thought you said, not, no, I'm sorry, not gynecologist. Uh Oh, it got, this show is getting something raci- different. This show is getting racier by the second. Dermatologist, dermatologist. That was a dermatologist. That was a real Freudian slip. It doesn't get any more Freudian than that slip right there. I I know, Kevin. What are you thinking about? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. So anyway, (laughs) so anyway, Nicole. So so Nicole Kidman uh, and uh, Alexander Sarsgaard. Are are they play this incredibly, impossibly hot uh, couple, uh, married couple that is they can't keep their hands off of each other, but 
Maybe they should. Mysterious. <sighs> what does Kevin mean by that? I guess you're going to have to watch the show to find out. And this is the kind of show that, uh, you know, that's packed with movie stars. You're only going to get something like this on HBO. So, you know what? Do not, don't, don't be like Tachi loitering in Best Buy television uh, departments. Don't do oh, that. Don't be, don't be in the, don't be in the bushes of your neighbors, <laughs> peering through the window, trying to look at uh, Issa Rae's insecure. No, <laughs> go ahead. There is and nothing pay. wrong with that. So you all need to at Big Man out. Are you going to pay for my HBO? So nice of you, Kevin. So nice. It's worth paying. It's actually worth it paying for uh, HBO Go subscription. Is all I'm trying to say. So you, 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 you know what? Look at how much you end up, end up having to pay in bail when you get arrested, uh, peering in your neighbor's window trying to trying to watch Game of Thrones. It's, it's worth it to pay for the subscription. This sounds like something you've done before. I actually have HBO. Unlike you. I am ready to review anything on HBO. Tachi, not so much. You know, you're just rude, Kevin. <laughs> you're just bloody rude. But don't worry. I'm All not right, offended. Guess... All right, let's move on <laughs> to the next part of our show. So the next part of your, our show, as everybody knows, is where both of us review one show that we decided to that we were going to watch. And this, I want to let Kevin tell you about uh, what we watched this week. All right, we this week we watched the show National Treasure. It's a four-part British uh, miniseries uh, available on Hulu, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the National Treasure film franchise right. or uh, you know Nicolas Cage's hairline. Nothing to do with either one. <laughs> Nicolas Cage, that was not me. Please contact <laughs> me out if you have any inquiries about that comment okay do you have any idea what the term co-host means that we're like a team <laughs> you no, see, no bu- we're a team until no you start under. you're a team until we start well you want me to go skip under the bus with you you keep saying <laughs> and i'm like look clearly you have no discretion so i've got to save myself oh my God. i can't take everybody to the mountaintop with me <laughs> some people you have to leave at the base of the mountain Kevin, you're one of those. <laughs> you keep stirring up stuff. So oh, I'm thinking no. about my safety. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm feeling really close to you right now. All right. <laughs> I can tell. Anyway, so I'm looking for a new co-host. <laughs> you know the hell what? Sin replies to Big Man out. <laughs> Send your resume to Big Man out at... <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. All right. Don't mind to, him. Go ahead. Back to business, Tachi. Come on, let's be serious for a change. All right. So, National <laughs> National Treasure is the four-part British miniseries and again, it's available on Hulu. And 
Um, one of the uh, things that we normally do, if you haven't ever listened to one of our reviews, is we always watch a minimum of two episodes of everything we review. So um, let me tell you a little bit about the uh, show um, or the miniseries. So after appearing at an award ceremony, veteran uh, comedian Paul Finchley is arrested on suspicion of raping Rebecca Thornton in 1993. News of the rape allegation stunned Paul and his family. His deeply religious wife, um, uh, Marie, is horrified, and his drug-addicted daughter, Dee's sobriety and sanity are put to the test under the bright lights of celebrity and suspicion. After Paul is forced to take a leave of absence from his hit game show, he's replaced by a much younger man. Things go from bad to worse when more women come forward, including the at the time 15-year-old who babysat his daughter. Is this the long overdue ju- is this long overdue justice for a rich, powerful celebrity? Or is it using the worst possible lie to take down an innocent man? So, Tachi, what did you think of National Treasure? First of all, it's very timely because if you watch it, the first thing that's going to come to your mind is Bill Cosby, the whole Bill Cosby trial. That's what came to my mind immediately. And although there are differences in in the story, whatever, it's it's very much parallel. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, Bill Cosby. But in The Atlantic, they also mentioned uh, the trial of Canadian journalist Gian Gomeshi, which is a, which was similar. I'm not as familiar with that, but they said it kind of mirrored this as well. It First of all, let's talk about the cinematography. I loved the cinematography. I don't think that you can be a show in today's day and age and not use cinema quality equipment and not have it come out like a movie. I think audiences are expecting this because the technology is there and so it was shot so so well it's very kind of dark in a sense like they used a blue filter kind of and brooding which fit the mood of the the miniseries completely there were just these wonderful shots also of you remember the first the first episode where he's in was that, I don't remember if, if that was like backstage before he went on stage or the building. I don't think that was the same building, but there was a red, the hallway had a red floor. Do you remember that? Yes. And it was, like no, it was, no, it was, it was the, the, the look of it is, uh, there are so many things about this, this series, as far as the look of it, that there's different images that just stay with you. And you're right. Um, everybody is raising their games, uh, when it comes to the looks of these things, it looked like you were watching a film, a four part film. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, for it to be a film, there would obviously have to be some things that you tightened up script wise, because now it, it feels very much like a, a mini series or a a series as opposed to a film, but the look, spot on, dead on film. I think the characters were extremely complex. They all had a storyline. There was all, they, they all had a part and they were all very flawed, every single one of them. Uh, but it's easy to see how the flaws of the parents 
led to the daughter's flaws. Oh yeah, no, the anyway, this was an incredible story, and the characters were so complex. I don't want to give thing everything away because, but no. I actually watched um, all four parts. Me too. Of, of this, I I set out to just watch two of them because I'm not like Tachi, where she refu- she we we're gonna review. Uh, like, what, let's watch two episodes. I'm like I watched the whole series. I could not. I after watching uh two, I in fact I'll be honest. When I first started watching the first one, about halfway through, I'm thinking like. Did we make a mistake picking this show to review? Because I was like, I don't know. And, um, but by the end of the first episode, I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching episode two. At the end of episode two, something so shocking happens. It's like, okay, I am in this. <laughs> I am finishing this tonight. And yeah. I ended up just watching all four episodes and it took me on a journey. It was one thing that was the most amazing thing about the show is it keeps you guessing from beginning to end. That's why I ended my synopsis the way I did. It's you don't really know. Is this the story of a man who has gotten away with, you know, uh, hurting women, violating women um, for decades or is this the story of a man who's being brought down by people who are after his money and who have all kinds of other motives and uh, uh, vendettas against an innocent man? And literally, you guess every moment back and forth, back and forth, till the climax, the very last episode, the very last few minutes, we get we get pieces of flashbacks all through the four-part series right and but there's always portions of those flashbacks missing one missing piece of the puzzle for each of these flashbacks and finally in the in the uh fourth and final episode we see the missing piece of the puzzle for all the flashbacks and everything becomes clear and we know the truth and we know the truth before the jury uh uh renders its decision and when we hear uh, we hear first we realize as an audience we know uh, the truth of what happened and then we hear his, uh, uh, the the actors uh, the comedian's fate and it it jarred me to my core it was yeah it was chilling it really was one person I have to point out that to me was particularly incredible and that's the actress who played his wife yes. Julie Walters yes. my God God, that was a performance. I mean, this woman goes through so many changes. So, uh, so much happens. And it's it's not a big, bombastic performance. It is done with such subtlety. But we can see when there is a seismic shift in this woman's heart. And we see her change. She is definitely not the same woman at the end of these four parts that she was at the beginning. And there was not a false note in fact her performance to me felt so real that at i almost kind of felt dirty watching it like i was eavesdropping or watching someone's like life fall apart like yes yeah you feel kind of like i shouldn't be watching this (laughs) exactly well well here's the thing at first it was it, it was a little bit disturbing when I first watched it, I was kind of disturbed, like like you. I was like, "Oh God, am I going to be able to contend with the rest of the episodes?" But it did draw you in, and definitely the wife. 
she was like you said it was played very subtly but it was a strong subtle performance and one thing that we have to add here is that this whole all of these accusations are coming on the heels of years of his infidelity okay so she's having to deal with is this something that actually happened? She's confused about it because it could have happened because it falls right in line with the infidelity part of it, right? And this is years and years and years of it. So it might not be a shock to her to hear it, but then at the other, the other part of it is this is her husband. This is the man that she said, okay, I'm going to stay. I'm going to put up with it. And Part of her wants to believe him. So to see that internal struggle, which we see, although she's not, you know, it's not a big, huge Captain Kirk internal struggle. Is... <laughs> no, Captain Kirk's struggles were external. He had external. They were internal and external. They started internal and then they just spilled out. And they were so over the top. Hers was not. It's definitely not a Captain Kirk moment. But to do bravo. Bravo. I would okay, not I'll, be surprised of if there's any type of BAFTA award that comes from this. Oh, yeah. I would not be surprised at all. In fact, if I had anything to do with the BAFTAs and the Golden Globes or the Emmys, basically we would be uh, you know, chiseling her name into an award right now because that is the performance to beat as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. But I also have to give it up uh, to the star of the, of, of the miniseries, uh, Robbie uh, Coltrane, yes. uh, who who plays uh, who plays the uh, Paul, the the star of the story. He plays this comedian who's who's under suspicion and whose family uh, are like you know from literally from day to day believing him, not believing him, uh, looking at him, you know, all kinds of side eye. So, <laughs> but the way he handles it, and there's a part to me. I felt like he was being outshined just because of the way the show was written by Julie Walters until there is a scene when he tells this story about what uh, an incident that happens with his father yes. when he is a young teenager that blew me away. I did not expect that at all. Didn't that? Oh, that, that, whoa. That, and that's, and that story made me like, question everything i had thought about the character up until then and again it keeps you guessing it's so hard to talk about this because there's so many climactic scenes and there's a scene with his daughter um d where um i will give this away she basically starts stalking one of the women who accuses him of rape yes. and there is something that happens that I was not, I didn't see coming, was not prepared for. It was very shocking. And one of the things, just visually, you talked about just the look of this, the the way it was filmed, the incident was, it was a masterpiece. I was, I was really impressed with this and I did not think I was going to like this. I was really surprised. And, you know, let, going back to the whole cinematic piece of it, the, the, okay, that particular part, I'm like, wow, you could only do that once. <laughs> you, know, that, you can only do that one so it better damn well be right it better work the thing, it better damn well better work but the thing that i liked is each episode ended with something happening and then it reversing yes yeah yeah that was a that was a beaut that was an incredible technique of yes every, something we see something happen and then the, as the credits roll it just goes back a few frames in super slow motion it was a beautiful technique 
And um, it, it to me, it kind of echoed the whole kind of thing about choices and like, you know, I, uh, uh, you're going in the wrong direction and you want to back up. But in reality, you really can't back up. All we can do is just watch this, this, this disaster uh, unfold in slow motion. Exactly. And then as they're backing up, I found myself thinking, well, what would have happened if? Exactly. If you, if you would have thought, if you just would have taken a breath for... 2.5 seconds beforehand what would the outcome have been so it really also makes you think all the way up to the final credits because you know usually when you watch something the credits are all you're okay let me go let me go to the bathroom or let me yeah, go you have yeah refill. definitely you can't, yeah you have you literally have to stay there until the screen goes black you, yes. <laughs> you yes. stay through the whole thing and, Our, and the screen goes black and then you you think you sit there and you have to process it it's that type of series Okay, Tachi, I'm not really sure where you stand on this, so I have to ask you, uh, Tachi, are you going to keep watching, are you going to stay tuned, or are you going to change the channel on National Treasure? Did you see the way the last one ended? Yes, I'm going to keep watching. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely going to keep watching. What's funny is I have to say because of our rating system, I'm going to keep watching. But we already watched it. We it, we kept watching so much. We watched the whole series. We watched the whole thing. But no. But 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 here's the thing. I'm thinking because of the 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 magnitude of it. I think the way they left it, there has to be something else. So I would not be surprised if they come back with something else, whether it's another four part series or what. Or a movie to wrap, yeah. Because it, it, I will say it. It ends very. It, there's a satisfying ending, so I, I want to make sure people understand that you feel satisfied at the end, but um, you it, it, there's still more more story to tell. If yes. they chose to tell it, there could give us more. But you don't feel like cheated at the end. Like you're like, well, what happened? No, we know what happened at the end of it, but. I, I I agree with you. I wouldn't mind finding out what happens after, literally after the after the credits roll. I'd like to be like, and what's happening now? Where what are, what's what are they doing right this minute? I need to know. So I'd love to see another season. Absolutely, I'm with you, bruh. Oh my god! Well, we are totally in agreement. I I, I think this goes in the category of uh, you know from should see to must see. Yes, yes, we're twinning today, definitely. <laughs> wow well we come to the end of another show i can't believe it we've come to the end of another show relatively on time that's another that's another (laughs) shocking this is another shock another shock so i have to say how so pleased and over the moon we are that you all take the time to listen to us every week we really appreciate you and yes we are a weekly podcast in case you didn't know so you can listen to us every week I, I'll tell you about where we can listen, and then uh, you can, uh, Kevin, you can go ahead and tell them about our social platforms. So right. you can listen to us on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and of course on Podbean. And our Podbean li- links right to our website, which is tvchanneling.com. And we are available on all all the social media that counts. We are on <laughs> Snapchat. We are on Instagram. And we are on uh, Facebook. And we are, most importantly to me, on Twitter. And everywhere we are, we are called TV Channeling. So please check us out and follow us. We would love to hear any questions you have about the show 
about us, about things you'd like us to review and talk about, we would love to hear from you. So please, you know, give us a follow, give us a look. We'd appreciate it. And also what we would appreciate is we would love it if you would subscribe to our podcast. That way you will get the latest episode the moment it happens. And when we do specials like we did uh, the Oscar, the, the day after Oscar special, our Oscar after party, you will be sure to get it the moment it is done. It'll be it'll be hot off the presses and you will get it. <laughs> anyway so please subscribe and also if you are enjoying what we're doing we also would totally love it if you would uh give our podcast a review and if you don't like what we do why are you still listening to us we've been talking for an hour you should have stopped listening ages ago really you are not beholden to say if you're not enjoying yourself. But we love if you would love it if you would enjoy yourself. So with that, we're gonna call it quits and let you get back to what you were doing. I'll say goodbye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>